Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and here. Good evening. How are you doing? Um, tonight, we're going to be talking to somebody who's been investigating and looking into the impact your clothes might have on your mental state. Now, I know sometimes wearing different types of outfits might make you feel slightly different from maybe a, a confidence point of view. Like if you wear, I'll give you an example, right? I was in the gym during the week and you know those days where you forget to wash everything and you don't have any clean clothes to go to the gym with? Yeah, and you stink. Yeah, not, not only that, I, I did one or two days with stinky clothes in the gym and then I didn't even have any of them that were in the wash. So I had to wear a pair of white tracksuit bottoms that were too small for me and try and pretend as if, oh no, I'm cool. I just don't wear, you know, socks and have the trousers coming up over my ankles and a, a t-shirt that was probably too small. Felt a little bit uncomfortable, felt a little bit awkward, but after a while, you know, you, you kind of just get used to it and, and you go on to it. But that, that might affect your mood and your and your confidence and, and how you're holding yourself. But did you ever think that your clothes and the type of clothes that you're wearing might affect different aspects of your psychology? No, I didn't. But now that I think about it, I guess if I was wearing kind of a tracksuit, say if I was trying to do work wearing a tracksuit, I'd be a a little bit more sluggish, a little bit more kind of, I'd say, more likely to to sit in the couch and try and do work as opposed to sitting at a desk that I have upstairs. Do you know that kind of way? So I do yeah. try and get dressed every single day, even though we are working from home, which is quite hard to do. It is, yeah. Like We're, we're not sitting here in tuxedos going, oh, this is very lovely. And as they were all doing very good radio and stuff. And uh, But it's interesting. Does the clothes that you're wearing and the type of clothing that you're wearing, does it affect like inside your head, does it affect certain aspects of your psychology? Well, certain people were trying to answer that question. They were asking that question, trying to find an answer to it. And joining us now from uh, the Department of Psychology, he's a professor over there at the California State University. Professor Abe Rutchik, sir, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Good morning. Good morning, indeed. Now, is this true or what were you initially investigating when it comes to types of clothes and what's going on inside your head. Yeah, I, I started this work really based on the same kinds of thoughts that you guys were just describing. The idea of, um, you know, sitting down to do work and wearing clothes that were more formal or more casual than you, you might normally wear. It actually started back when I was in graduate school um, quite some time ago. I had, I had the notion to, to look at this stuff when I happened to be dressed formally more than, more than typical. Um, I, uh, I went to grad school in, in California, UC Santa Barbara, uh, and, and board shorts were more the order of the day. But one day I was wearing yeah. nice clothes and I sat down and I felt a little more motivated, a little more organized, something was different. Um, and we all know the experience of, of wearing a nice suit and walking into a, a convenience store or something like that and just being treated differently, having a different sense of yourself, right? So I kind of wanted to see uh, what might 
to what that might do to uh, to how we think. And, and that was the sort of origin of the investigation. That's so strange because I've even chatted to a couple of people, and it, it, even that you bring up the, like, the working from home and, and being a grad student, I've chatted to people who, well, at the start of lockdown, whether they continued with this, I do not know, but they made a point of having like their work clothes and that they would actually get dressed for work even if they were working from home so that they, one, probably had maybe a clear boundary of when they're working and when they're not working, but said it actually made them feel... Yeah, more productive, strangely. Yes, yeah, certainly the working at home literature, there, there, you know, there is one in the, in the sort of industrial organizational psychology world. They say, you know, have a dedicated space, have a dedicated room, have a clear boundary between your work life and your personal life. That's, you know, you've probably heard those sorts of things. And I think that could well extend to, to clothing, you know, take a shower, change your clothes, change your mindset a bit, get yourself more in that work frame of mind. Um, now I say this, and I haven't exactly lived that reality myself during lockdown. <laughs> I'm being a little bit hypocritical <laughs> in discussing the research because I uh, certainly uh, pajamas have generally been my my work attire uh, during the process. But what is the research behind it, though? Yeah, so the, well, the work I did um, really looks at this notion of abstract processing versus concrete processing. That sounds a little jargony and technical, but it's a pretty straightforward uh, difference. Anytime we're thinking or planning or, or doing anything, we could be more in an abstract way, which is big picture, big ideas, the reasons why we do particular things, that sort of stuff, planning, right? Uh, or concrete, which is more detail-oriented, narrow, mechanical, how we accomplish certain things, the, the forest and the trees, if you will. Um, mm. And so uh, th- that's a, it's pretty well established in cognitive psychology, that distinction. It turns out to affect all sorts of different things. And the notion that we had was that maybe uh, the clothing we wore, the formality of the clothing we wore specifically, might impact where we were on that abstract concrete continuum. And so what we found uh, by, you know, a few different ways of looking at it, a few different ways of assessing abstract processing and, 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 and concrete processing, uh, and a few different ways of getting people to wear different kinds of clothes. Sometimes we just asked how formal the clothing was that they were wearing. And sometimes we brought people into the lab and actually had them change their clothes into formal or casual clothes. We found that pretty consistently the uh, formal clothing made people think in a bit more abstract a manner. It's so weird. And it does definitely make sense. But I'm thinking even back to being in school wearing a uniform you know even putting that uniform on you kind of feel like you're going to school you have to be a certain way and act a certain way whereas I had friends that went to a school that had no uniform they could wear whatever they wanted and it did seem overall more laid back yeah it did we you know high school I wore a coat and tie that was our that was our dress code at the school I went to and uh there was a certain uh, formality you know, for class you had to wear it. Of course, we didn't wear it just walking around the campus. But once you got to class, you, you know, once you changed for your day, that's what you wore. And there was a, you know, there's a little more social distance, a little more politeness. And we think that the reason behind this is really putting on more formal clothes makes you feel a little bit more powerful. Um, and that's linked to these ideas of, uh, of social distance, of politeness and of abstract thinking. That's kind of the idea. Leaders wear formal clothing. Leaders have big ideas. Um, the people who follow leaders uh, are the ones who have to carry that out. So that, that was kind of our, um, uh, the, the, the reasoning we had underlying this sort of thing. You're making me want to wear a suit from now on into work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really interesting, right? It depends on your goals. So you're, you, know, you, you folks, your, your job is to connect with people and to, to not be socially distant. I don't think you want to, to sort of have this uh, stiffness and formality necessarily in your interactions with your guests or with each other. You, you'd rather probably be in a more, a more casual position. It makes me think that it very much depends on, on what your object is. If you want big picture thinking, if you want to be um, you know, kind of creating the, the charting the course for an organization, more of an executive kind of role. Formal clothing is probably going to, um, you know, make that a bit of a more natural way of way of operating. But in your case, I think uh, the opposite might be the case. I think that's really funny. Even the way people would dress. Obviously, we don't have 
to wear formal clothes. But I mean, no one has told us we can't. But anyone that is on air that works in FM 104, you're coming in in your ripped jeans and your, you know, your cool T-shirt and you just don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, all these things are happening. Uh, there's a bunch of reasons why this happens and they're all happening at once. Right. One of them is what we've been talking about is the effect on you, the wearer. But of course, there's also an effect on the person who's who's watching you. Right. You create a certain impression of what you're like and, and the expectations around the interaction. And then there's the whole normative piece. Right. Um, as you just described, certain workplaces have certain rules around or guidelines around what you're supposed to wear, what's typical to wear. And if you were to um, wear something that deviated in either direction from that, uh, people would raise an eyebrow and that would make you feel a particular way, right? So all these things are kind of intertwined. They all have effects, sometimes all in the same direction and, and they're all worth sort of thinking about, considering. It, it is so strange though, that you, you know, you've demonstrated this like change in, in actual psychological thinking, because, you know, I think we can all feel the mood. And even as you said, it's, you know, branding yourself a certain way when you're walking into the office, someone's in a suit. You're like, oh, oh, God, is, is that an exec? Is that we shouldn't be messing now because someone has walked in in a suit? We're like, oh, OK, cool. Whereas if someone walked in, uh, as we said, in a tracksuit, you probably wouldn't pay as much um, attention to it. So what then, it, like, is there a scale then of where, you know, when to start wearing a suit like if you've got a promotion up into middle management design it's like you've got to start formalizing up a little bit or if you've got a, a tough negotiation let's say i've got a tough contract and renegotiation next year should we go in in suits and like a, a top hat and a cane and go right <laughs> yeah you never want to uh, sort of descend into parody uh, that's probably not quite what you want to do there but yeah as you consider that right again it really does depend on your goals uh, who are you negotiating with right so of course the norms of the situation will matter but you know subtly are you trying to create more connection with this person uh, less formality less distance more sense of collaboration in which case maybe skew slightly more casual than you know the kind of um, normative, what would be appropriate? Don't don't be inappropriate. Don't wear ripped jeans or whatever, but maybe skew slightly more casually to try to create that sense of collaboration and connection. Uh, on the other hand, if you're trying to create a strong negotiating position and, and you want to be a little more formal, if, the, if your goal is to push you in the more formal direction, then maybe you want to, uh, to, to, to dial up the formality just a bit, again, within the ranges of what's appropriate. I'll give you a personal example for me. Um, in teaching, Right. I, I, I tend to be pretty casual in my language. I, I, I'll throw in profanity every now and again. Um, my natural instinct is to just sort of talk off the cuff and in a casual yeah. way. But when I teach, I also dress quite formally. I wear a tie typically. Uh, sometimes the tie comes off by about you know the middle of the semester. But I'm always wearing um, fairly formal clothes relative to my colleagues, certainly, um, and, and, and really creating some distance between me and the students. And that's a very deliberate choice to try to counteract that natural a casual style. And is there any colours in particular as well that, you know, you should be more drawn to when you want to come across as more together, I guess? Yeah, there's research on that. Um, and I, th I think it's a little the one color that gets studied the most is red. Of course, everyone talks about red yeah. being a color that that uh, has particular psychological meaning that red means uh, power or red means uh, attractiveness. Unfortunately, red seems to mean everything. I've seen research suggesting that it makes people attractive, that it makes people win at fighting competitions, that it makes people more avoidant in error, uh, you know, sort of error detection contexts. So, um, yeah, I, I can't really speak to specific colors. I think that the work is just a little bit too, uh, too muddy to, to speculate on. 
Uh, I always try and do this, like when I look at whether you're on Instagram and there's certain people who are like fashion bloggers and fashion stylists and they look incredible, they're incredibly well dressed. Like you come across a picture of David Beckham or George Clooney. I always try and imagine them in the roughest, most disgusting pair of grey tracksuit bottoms and a hoodie <laughs> just to kind of remind yourself that now these these people, one, are normal and two, how much we are influenced by what somebody wears, but probably without even realising it, that we just see the look of them, they're wearing a shirt and they're wearing a tie, will probably instantaneously associate so much more positive things with someone else who, who mightn't be dressed in a similar way. Right. Certainly celebrities who have a public-facing life um, are, are very much used to, to, to kind of, we think we see them in that way, right, all the time. You mm. do see every now and then, if you glance at a supermarket tabloid, you see, you know, celebrities caught taking out the trash. They're just like us, you know, those sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. um, and every now and then you get to see that. I do think that, that George Clooney probably has the edge in attracting this over me, regardless of what either of us are wearing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the point's well taken, right? We, we tend to idolize these folks and, uh, and, and kind of uh, imagine them in a particular way because of their, their styling, where, yeah, we're all, we're all human. And uh, you know, so much of this is, is, is uh, created by these, these superficial things that we, that we put on. Yeah. And, and then I suppose, finally, apart from looking at the, the, you know, your brain functions when it comes to various different aspects and how your clothes impact that, over the years when you've been kind of studying the impact clothing can make. Is there anything else that kind of stood out to you as being some of the most interesting research you've come across in this area? Yeah, there is another study. It's not, it's not published. So I should, I should be cautious in how I talk about it. It hasn't gone through the peer review process, but we did do a follow-up to this where we had people change into either formal or casual clothes. Um, and then, so it's a, it's a, it's an experiment. We brought them into the lab, had them change and so on. And then we had them do this task um, called delayed discounting. And what that is is simply um, would you like, a smaller reward now or uh, a larger reward later. It's like the marshmallow mm-hmm. test that you've probably heard of, right? Where you, you can have, uh, you get a marshmallow, you give a marshmallow to a little kid and uh, if they can wait five minutes without eating the marshmallow, they can have two marshmallows at the end of the five minutes, this sort of um, delay gratification kind of idea. So, you know, yeah. would you like $20 now or would you like $25 in a week? Would you like $40 now or $100 in a year? Those sorts of questions. And we found that people who had changed into the formal clothing were more likely to make that decision on behalf of their future self, more likely to say, I'll take that bigger reward later. Um, they could push off the reward. They're more future oriented in your thinking, which I that think is, is really exciting, really relevant, really speaks to this broader issue of how um, leaders think, how big picture thinkers think versus people who are thinking more in the present and in the moment uh, tend to tend to process things. So not published yet, but I think a really interesting and exciting finding. That is. And I'm just trying to think from a diet perspective, if you're trying to lose some weight and there's like ice cream in front of you, just put a suit on and go, no, 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 I'll have that tomorrow. There you go. Uh, and, and push that out and try and manage yourself that way. There you go. Exactly. That's all you have to do is put the tie on and you'll 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 be more likely to turn away the, the, the ice cream, be asking for salad in no time. <laughs> I'm not sure oh. it quite quite will work uh, as as prescribed for everyone, but but why not? That's what the theory would suggest. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, fascinating stuff. But like if so, you think about it, right, you're sitting in a tracksuit at home and someone goes, Do you want twenty euro now or do you want twenty five euro next week? I think in your head you're kinda of going well, I'm in a tracksuit, so I'll probably end up going to the shop in a minute anyway. Whereas maybe when you're kind of in your formal clothes, you're in work mode. So you're not thinking of buying things right then and there. So it's like, no, I'll wait. I'll hang on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's, it's you're, you're definitely in a different state of mind broadly, and that's going to have all sorts of effects. And that's one of them. Honestly, when you think about it, so many things in, in public health and in financial well-being really do depend on putting off 
some current reward, some, some, something that feels nice in the moment for something that's gonna feel better later, right? Current me, present day Abe really wants the pizza, really wants the ice cream. But you know, the, the Abe a, a year from now, a month from now, whatever it might be, kind of wishes he didn't have that and wishes he eating a salad instead, right? And, um, <laughs> and, and the idea is that shifting your thinking more towards this abstract way of thinking, this more future-oriented way of thinking uh, will make you make those decisions on behalf of your future self uh, more often. Yeah, it, it is fascinating. It kind of is something we might look at in the in the future, maybe down the line, but like spending a day in a suit versus spending a day in a, in a scruffy tracksuit and seeing the different responses that people give you in shops and in restaurants and things like that. And like I've always heard, if you're getting a flight, you should go in a suit because they're more likely to bump you up to a spare first class seat if you look decent and respectable. And maybe that would be something to uh, to investigate. But uh, listen, Professor uh, Rutschik, we really appreciate you giving up your time here uh, this evening on FM 104. Your website is uh, rutschik.com if you want to go check it out he's a professor over in the department of psychology looking into all of these really interesting and i think more importantly applicable areas of psychology that you can use in work or at home or in, probably even in your dating life or, or, or whatever but anyway uh, professor abe rutschik thanks a million for popping on fascinating research when that new one is published we might give you a buzz back and uh, see how it, get, it gets on anyway but thanks for joining us here on fm 104 this evening you're very welcome thanks very much cormac sersha appreciate it even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.